Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Flagstaff, Arizona. We are here at Coconino High School for Coconino Panthers baseball. My name is David Church. Alongside with me is my partner, Cade Reed. You are listening to 107.1 FM, KLJ, XLP, Flagstaff, KJAC Radio. Cade, how you doing, my brother? Oh, I'm doing great. It is a beautiful day out here. Not too much wind, so we're going to get a pretty good day of baseball, I think. Don't jinx us now. We do have a lot of – we're going to probably get some wind later in the game. It is WTF. Welcome to Flagstaff. We got the Coconino Panthers taking on Mingus Union. The Marauders are looking to keep Coconino down a little bit. Coconino was one game below 500. They are three and four on the year. And we are going to get started right underway here with the first batter for Mingus being Anthony Rivera. Your starting pitcher for the Coconino Panthers is Ty Tyler Sevier. He is with an ERA of 202 on the year so far. Obviously one of the best pitchers on this Coconino roster. First pitch is high and taken for a ball. 1-0. Yeah, and I mean, something that we've seen with Rivera all season is his ability to get on base. He's got a lot of patience at the plate. Sevier looks again for the second pitch. Here it is. Most close, but a little bit outside. They're 2-0 now. Sevier trying to find that zone. Still early in the game here. Just started now, folks. 2-0 now to Dominguez starter, or leadoff batter, Anthony Rivera. Here's the pitch. It is a bouncer, 3-0 now. Sevier down early here. And not really the type of start you want if you're Sevier getting behind on the first batter, 3-0. Sevier now looking to get back in the zone. Here's the pitch. It's going to be low, and the first bat batter is going to take a base on balls. Coconino down early with their with Mingus's first batter on first base. That'll bring up the second batter in the Marauders lineup, Ben Bello. Yeah, and it, it kind of interesting to see Sevier come out here and not really have the best control. We've seen him as one of the best pitchers here for Coconino, carrying a 2.0 uh, to ERA, just like you said. So, I mean, he's been really good. Uh, it's probably just going to take a little bit into this game for him to calm down. He has had some, he's had a lot of innings pitched. Try to lay down a bunt, doesn't get down. They force the runner back to first base, and he's there. Yeah, and a pretty alert play there from Cub Klaus to throw that down to first base. It didn't look like Rivera was really uh, keeping himself on his uh, toes. Yeah, Seaver has been one of the more active arms on this Panthers roster, pitching 17.1 innings on the season. That is a huge load for this Panther team. Second pitch lays down the bunt again. It's a high pop-up. Third baseman's able to grab it, try to run him back to first and not able to do it. One out now for the Panthers. Anthony Lucero getting under that one, but, I mean, that's not what you want to see when you see a bunt come out. Uh, if, you're, if you're the bunter, you want to get it down on the ground. You want to make sure that you don't carry it too far, and, and that's just what it did. It caught too much air and, and floated out to third. And a lot of the times, that is the game plan for this Grand Canyon region. They play a lot of small ball, try to advance the runners one plate at a time, a lot of stolen bases, and a lot of bunt attempts as well. Not a lot of guys can hit for power in this region, but we'll see how they do it here with the third batter up for Mingus. It'll be John Alvarez, and he takes the first pitch for a ball 1-0. And Anthony Rivera on first base. He does have one stolen base on the season. Uh, it's been a decent part of the season, six or seven games for them. So, or nine games here for Mingus. So he is a little bit of a threat, but not too much. Second pitch now. In there for a strike, one and one evens up the count. This is a good matchup for Alvarez, though. It's a lefty-righty matchup. Righty being the pitcher, Seaver, and lefty being the, being the hitter, Alvarez. Yeah, he got the top right corner. He's trying to play away from Alvarez. Uh, trying to play away from the lefty and, and hit that right side of the plate. Seaver checking the runner back at first. Looks for the pitch. Here it is. The curveball that's fouled away to the left side. Not going to be playable, though. It is out of the field. 
Banks on the dugout on the away side. And now Seaver is up one and two on the on, in the count so far. Yeah, Seaver pitching a little bit better than he did. He's calming down. He's finding his spots. He likes that corner. And if you're not hitting that corner for Seaver, you'll see he's gonna he's gonna start walking guys. But right now he's finding his spots. It was one of the first off-speed pitches we've seen so far in this early start for Seaver. Shakes off his catcher once, shakes him twice. Sets up, checks runner first again. One-two pitch, here it is. Swing and a miss, strike three. Got him with the heater there. And that is two outs and the first strikeout for Seaver in this inning. Yeah, and that's going up against Jan Alvarez, one of the best batters on this Mingus Marauders team. He's hitting 435. He gets on base all the time. So getting past him has to be a sigh of relief and just a boat of confidence. And now we'll see the four-hole hitter, Trayson Peters for Mingus. That's a tall kid up there. He's probably at least, what, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, up there? Yeah, Peter's got some size. Let's see if he's got any power. First pitch is high. Runner's going. The throw is way offline. Hits the center field. Runner advances to third, and he will be in there safely. It's going to be a tough, tough situation here with two outs. Seaver has to get out of this inning to avoid getting a first run on him in this first inning. Oh, yeah, and just in a matter of seconds, Seaver's in a great situation. Two outs, a man on first to a pretty scary one. Two outs, a man on third. You never want to see two stolen bases in one single play on a missed throw. Second pitch now for Seaver. High again, 2-0. and Trying to stay away. Looks like he's trying to avoid the power bat of this Mingus batter, Peters. 2-0 now, just trying to get back to it again. Working from the windup. Here it is. It's going to be low. 3-0 and now. Trying to avoid another walk in this first inning here. And Peter is one of the only players on this Mingus Marauders lineup with multiple, multiple base hits, uh, two doubles on the season. Gets back into the strike column with a fastball down the middle, three and one now, just trying to get back to a full count possibly here for Seaver. Seaver needs to get calm, collected. He's still in a pretty good pitched inning. Foul tip there, but gets what he wanted. It's a fastball for another strike, three and two now, full count here. Well, now for Peters, he has to calm down. He was ahead in this, and he was able to take his pitches. Now he's not in the same situation. The full count pitch. Liner to the shortstop, able to grab it in the air, and that will be the final out of this first. Seaver walks the high wire and avoids trouble. Yeah, Tanner Johnson, a great play out at short, making that play without any hesitation. He doesn't just do it on the offensive side of the ball. He does it on both ends. Absolutely. And the Coganino Panthers will be able to get on the bats here and try to get the first run on the board in this inning here. The, the first three going to be coming up here. The, D the DH on the day, Riker Patton, the shortstop, Tanner Johnson, and then your starting pitcher in the three-hole will be Trevor Seaver. Yeah, Riker Patton coming up. He's got a 333 batting average, so they want to get him on base if you're Coconino. They want to try to start this off with a bang. They got into a little bit of trouble there in the in the beginning of the first inning, got a man on, on third, but uh, Sevier played his game. He did exactly what he needed to do. He stayed calm, and now here we are with Coconino. Clean slate, 0-0 zero, zero game, bottom of the first. Yeah, and this one, two, three, it's really a one, two, three punch here at the top of the order for Coconino with Riker Patton. Riker Patton is hitting 267 on the year with two RBIs on four hits. Tanner Johnson, the absolute best hitter on this on this team with a 455 batting average, leads the team in hits with 10 and has three RBIs. And as well, Seaver doing it both ends on both the pitching side and the batting side with a 333 batting average with six hits and four RBIs. Yeah, and that's my favorite type of player, a player who can pitch and can go up to bat 
we've seen some great play from Shohei Otani recently with his reaching over 100 miles per hour and hitting a home run 115 miles per hour back the other way. We'll see if Xavier can bring that same type of excitement. And it almost seems like that has to be a given when you're going to play high school ball. You want you want to be able to do well both on the pitching side and on the batting side, especially with these, you know, you look at Silas Cleary, for example, uh, home, home here in Flagstaff. He's one of the best best pitchers and hitters on that Flagstaff team. And Trevor Seaver doing the same thing for Coconino as well. Well, yeah, and the value of those players is indescribable. They are so important to these teams. Even on off days, they're going to be out in the lineup playing first, playing whatever position they got to play. Uh, I'm trying to get their name out there. Patton, Johnson, and Seaver will be the one, two, three against the Mingus starting pitcher. It'll be Jan Alvarez here. Riker Patton will step up here. He's the DH on the team. Odd to see a DH taking the first the first spot. Usually they, you know, reserve those spots for the four, five, and six kind of guys. But Riker Patton will lead off for this Panthers team. First pitch from Alvarez. It'll be a ball low, one and oh. Yeah, not too much power for Coconino's DH, but what they want to do from him is get him on base. He's a great leadoff guy. Riker Patton looking again for the next pitch. Here it is. The curveball fouls it off. It was high in the zone. One and one now. Yeah, Alvarez, a tough pitcher to face on the season. 3-1-8 ERA. He's been really tough, uh, especially with that off-speed pitch. Patton steps back into the box for this even 1-1 count. Alvarez looking for the sign. And he's got it. He starts his windup, and here's the pitch from Alvarez. It's another curveball, but doesn't get into the zone. Two and one. It was a big looper on that one. Well, yeah, and that is a tough pitch to just watch go. Uh, Riker Patton with a lot of patience letting that go. Patton now ahead, 2-1 on the count. Alvarez looks for the pitch again. It's going to be a strike on the inside part of the plate. It'll be back to 2-2 now. Yeah, and he's just a confusing pitcher to face, too. Alvarez, with all that movement, all that off-speed stuff, I mean, he's not going to strike out a ton of guys, but he is going to get people confused. Another curveball doesn't bite on that one. He works it to a full count now, three and two. And Alvarez is a guy who gives up about as many walks as he does strikeouts, so this can really go one or two ways. Probably going to try to come back in for a fastball here, three and two. Here's the pitch. Gets the fastball. It's a grounder to the third base. It's going to be a top hop, and he, third baseman for Mingus cannot handle it. Riker Patton is on for a single. Yeah, and that's not what you want to see there from Bello. Bello, a good defender, misses the, the scoop, maybe caught the sun in his eyes or something, but can't control it, and that's a, that's a mistake to get a first man on base. And now Tanner Johnson will walk up for the Panthers. Again, like we said, one of the hotter hitters on this team, batting 455 on the year. Another righty-lefty matchup in the favor of Johnson now. Alvarez looking back, padding at first. Sets up for the pitch, tries to pick off, won't be in time. Patton will be safe at first. Yeah, Patton with one steal on the season, so Alvarez doesn't want to get caught in a situation with a man on second, so he's going to make sure to keep him close to first. It's probably the game plan, because like we said, we they, these guys do like to play a little bit of small ball and steal bases as much as, the, as, much as possible. Alvarez Freer lays down the bunt. It's through. It's going to be fair. It's going to be a tough play at first. They will get him in time at, at, at first. Patton will advance to second one out now. Well, yeah, and Coconino now in a pretty big advantage with a man on second, only one out. And, I mean, that's exactly the same thing that we saw from Mingus. It was just executed a little bit better. Uh, the bunt from Bello on, on the, in the first inning just went into the air, was too high. And, and from Johnson here, 
got the ground, was able to run it out. Obviously didn't didn't make it safe, but advanced the runner. He did his job. He was playing selfless. He advanced the runner to scoring position now for the three-hole hitter, Trevor Seaver, who is also your starting pitcher on the day. Alvarez, first pitch. There's a high pop-up behind the catcher. Lupin up there, not able to make the play. Seaver will get away from that one. It'll be one strike to Seaver. Oh, yeah, and that's a tough ball to try to track with the winds whipping around a little bit. Uh, I mean, a good opportunity, but, I mean, everything he could do was, was that. Yeah, not to mention possibly some sun damage as well, trying to look up into the sun on a, literally an a elevator shaft pop-up. But Seaver gets away with that one. It's going to be 0-1 now. Alvarez taking some time to make sure he's ready to go attack this batter again. Batten takes his lead at second. Alvarez getting the sign from his catcher. He's got it. He sets up for the pitch. Here it is from Alvarez. There's a high ball into the zone. It's going to the center field wall. Center fielder will not be able to grab it. That ball is off the wall. Patton running home to try to score. No play at home. Panthers are on the board with their first uh, run of the game. 1-0 now. And Trevor Seaver gets a double on the day. Oh, yeah. And that is exactly what you want to see. Like I said, a two-way guy like Seaver pitched a great first inning. Uh, didn't quite get out with a 1-2-3, but found his way to get a scoreless first inning and then the double and an RBI. That's going to be one of the first players on the team with multiple doubles. He's got three doubles on the season now. First pitch to the first baseman. Quinn Mickelson is high for a ball. Quinn Mickelson is doing pretty well for himself, batting 333 with five hits, or excuse me, six hits and five RBIs. One of the more RBI guys on this team. Definitely tries to bring in those runs when he can. Alvarez looked for the second pitch. And here it is. It'll be a high again, 2-0 now. Mickelson up early, 2-0. And Alvarez has to make sure to keep Seaver close at second. Seaver has stolen multiple bases this year, so he's a threat on every single facet of this game. Alvarez getting the sign from his catcher. Looks back. Seaver at second. Here it is. Right down the zone, but it's popped up high for the catcher. A second chance for him. He will make do good on this one, and it's going to be two outs now for the Panthers. Yeah, just about the same play. Maybe not quite as high, but a good play there from the Panthers, or from the Marauders, being able to, to stay calm and, and collect that ball. It'll be now Dylan Davis, the center fielder on the day for Coconino. Dylan Davis batting 308 on the year. Another pretty good hitter for this team. Four hits and four RBIs on the year. It's going to try and possibly bring home a second run with two outs down. Runner on second in scoring position. Alvarez looks him back. Here's the pitch. It's going to be a nice pitch in there for, for a strike. 0-1 oh now to Davis. Oh, yeah, and just a little bit of movement. It looked like it was going to go a little high on the zone. And right when you think it's going to stay at that point, it drops. That's exactly what Alvarez is trying to do. Alvarez now getting the sign from his catcher. Looks back, Seaver. Nobody covering. There's a little bit of an excuse me swing there to first base, rounds it up and gets it. It's going to be three outs now, but the Panthers do the job and get a run on the board. It'll be 1-0 Panthers going into the second. Well, yeah, and that's unfortunate that Dylan Davis didn't get a full piece of that ball because uh, he got a good part of it with the bat. He just didn't have a full swing. Uh, I was wondering what he was going to be able to do if he actually got a full swing out on that ball. Seaver will come out for his second inning of work here. Did pretty well for himself with only giving up a base on balls, but got a strikeout and got out of the out of the inning with no runs allowed. Zach Harrison coming up to start the next inning. He's got a 250 batting average. Uh, so one of the, the better hitters on this on this roster for Mingus. 
It will be Zach Harrison, Ryan Schamberger, and Emmett Smith to start the second inning for Mingus Union. And we are talking about Emmett Smith, the baseball player. We are talking about Emmett Smith, the baseball player. Yes, yeah, so when I was filling up my lineup, I was like, oh, hey, I know that name. Didn't know he uh, you know, was 20 years younger and playing baseball now. Yeah, he's a guy who gets on base a ton. Doesn't have a huge batting average, but he'll get on base any way, any way shape, and form. Seaver just warming up here. We're still into the bottom of the second, excuse me, top of the second for Coconino and Mingus Union. You're listening again to 107.1 KJAC Radio, KLJXLP Flagstaff. My name is David Church again with Cade Reed. We are just getting ready here. We are still early in this game, but the Panthers do have a 1-2-0 lead and are looking to try to keep that where it is in this second inning of work on the out on the field. Yeah, and the defense from Cub Klaus has been really important for this uh, Coconino team. He had a little bit of a mental mistake, but kept his composure later on, and and Cub Klaus was able to keep from a big, uh, big play. Like we said, the first three up to bat for Mingus will be Zach Harrison, Ryan Schamberger, and Emmett Smith. And now Harrison will take his chance here against Seaver. Another righty-lefty matchup, Harrison being the lefty. First pitch for this inning. Down the pipe for a strike, all one. Yeah, Seaver with no fear whatsoever going right after Harrison. A lot of speed on that pitch. Seaver setting himself, getting ready for this second pitch, trying to get 0-2 and get up early in this count. Here it is going to be outside for a ball one and one now and that's just a tad outside he's trying to hit that top right corner of the of the zone he didn't quite hit it that time mixing your pitch locations is definitely vital here third pitch is going to be inside now for a ball two and one well yeah and and Seaver loves the corners he's trying to hit these corners that time he was trying to hit the inside corner just missed it inside a little bit two one pitch from Seaver it is ripped down to the center field wall. Center field is going to have to go back for it, back for it, and he will not get it. It's off the wall, grabs it on the hop, cuts it in quick, and Zach Harrison has a double on the day, a big hit for Mingus. Yeah, and that's going to be the second double for Zach Harrison on the season. He's going to be 7 for 25 now, so getting his batting average up, but that's a big-time play, getting Mingus on base with no outs early on in this inning. Ryan Schamberger has a no-out RBI opportunity here with Harrison in scoring position at second. Seaver's going to have the righty-righty matchup here. Looking to find his signs here, and it's going to start. Here it is. Schamberger up now for Mingus. And we will have Har- and this Harrison at second. The pitch just tries to lay down a bunt, doesn't get it. Try to throw him back at second. He's going to be safe. And that was a good throw there from Cub Klaus that just the shortstop, uh, Tanner Johnson, wasn't there in time. I would have liked to see the second baseman, Caden Talley, get over there and try to cover that as well. I think Cub Klaus would have been able to make that throw if there was somebody there to catch it. It's always a communication game between the second baseman and the shortstop. You are the voice of that infield. You make the plays in that for that four-man matchup here. All one now. Swing and a miss, strike one. And it's going to be all in two now. And a better situation for Seaver. He doesn't want to start out with somebody on base. It's never how you want to start out an inning, but you got to stay calm. Same way he started the last inning. Seaver now with an 0-2 count. Has some chances to chase him away, and he does just that. Swing and a miss. It's going to be another strikeout for Seaver, his second on the day. Yeah, and he's done a great job with strikeouts this season. That's going to be 14 on the season now. He's been absolutely incredible for this Coconino team. It'll be Emmett Smith now for Mingus. Runner still on second here with one out. 
after that strikeout from Seaver, his second on the day. Pitch from Seaver. It's going to be outside, gets away from Cub Klaus, the catcher, but they will no damage there. Runner at second stays there. Yeah, Harrison doesn't have a single stolen base on the season. He's not too big of a threat on the base paths, so Seaver doesn't really feel too worried uh, or feel like he's going to have to keep checking him all that much. Seaver getting the side from his catcher, Klaus. Here's the pitch. It's going to be a bouncer low in the zone, 2-0 and now. And I'm watching Caden Talley get over uh, to cover that second base. Uh, looks like Zach Harrison keeps getting off a little bit further every time the, those pitches are low. And I see another bit of a throw off from Cub Klaus. 2-0 and pitch from Seaver. Checks back this runner at second. Here it is. It's going to be in there for a strike on the inside part of the plate, 2-1. and one. That's a good pitch there. Threading the corners, getting exactly that part of the plate that he was looking for. And this is coming up against a good offensive player, too. This is exactly what you want to do. To attack him inside, don't let him get his arm ex- arms extended, and make sure he keeps him there. Another swing and a miss. This time it's a foul tip, but catcher catches it. It's going to be 2-2 two and two now. Yeah, Emmett Smith does a good job of staying alive, uh, keeping into this at-bat. Oh, they started off with a man on second. They don't want to get out of this situation with two outs and that man still on second. Strikeout would be big for Seaver. Here it is. It's going to be popped up to the first baseman, trying to call for it, and he does. Gets the gets the out. Two outs now for Seaver. Yeah, not a great situation here for Mingus. They started out with a man on second, no outs, and a bunch of opportunity, and they weren't able to even advance him to third. So now we're coming up with uh, Ryan Lindsay, and he's going to have to do a big job. He's already got five RBIs on the season, but he has to have a hit here for Mingus. Ryan Lindsay, the eighth batter in this game for Mingus. Seaver checks the runner back at second, making sure he's not going anywhere. Here's the pitch. It's going to be low for a ball, 1-0. Just saw a little bit of the win there. Tail off of uh, Seaver's hat there, falls to the ground. Just an example of how much wind we do get up here in Flagstaff. Well, yeah, and it's tough because it goes really hard all, all of a sudden, and then it's just silent for another five seconds. You never know when you're going to gonna get the wind. Anybody there can predict the weather. I would like to talk to you because I would like to know what I can wear and what I cannot wear when I'm out here covering baseball games. It's a strike from Seaver. It'll be one and one. And Lindsay, 278 average. So he's good at getting on base. He's good in this situation. Uh, but he wants to try to put this rounder the through board. the hole on the first and second base side. They're going to send the runner from second. The throw is going to be in time and gets the out at home, saves a run, and the Coconino Panthers will keep their 1-0 lead. We will head to the bottom of the second. Great play from the right fielder. Well, yeah, an absolute laser there from Tyler Reagan. The perfect throw. He got it there a few seconds early. I mean, there was nothing that the base runner could have done. Zach Harrison was trapped. Absolutely there. It was a great play that saved a run and saved Seaver's day of not allowing any runs. Seaver still had a pretty decent second inning, gave up that big double, but no damage done with a strikeout and just one hit, that one hit allowed in the inning. Yeah, Seaver found himself in trouble early on once again, but got himself out of it with a strikeout and a pop out. I mean, exactly what you want to see there from Seaver. Uh, The defense held up behind him. He trusted his defense and allowed that to go on the ground and and they made the throw. So so a lot of great plays from Coconino on that on that uh, inning. Headed to the bottom of the second now. We still have a 1-0 score here in the favor of the Panthers. Listening again to 107.1 KJAC Radio, KLJXLP Flagstaff. Thank you for listening. My name is David Church. Along with me, Cade Reed, my partner in crime today. We will have Anthony Lucero, Tyler Reagan, and Isaiah Hernandez coming up for the Panthers in this 
bottom of the second inning. Yeah, the Panthers have a pretty powerful batting order, but they're going to have to get something going offensively. A 1-0 lead is good, but, I mean, they want to get out to, to, to more like a double-digit lead. And for the, the uh, Mingus Union, it'll be Anthony Rivera going up to his second inning of work there. Got in a little bit of trouble, but did reserve that one that that one score there in that first inning. But we'll still try to do some work here and keep it anywhere it is. Yeah, only one run, not too big of damage in that first inning. Uh, but for Alvarez, he's going to have to make sure he pitches exactly on his game. It will be Anthony Lucero coming up in this first at bat in the bottom of the second. Anthony Lucero, lefty batter here, facing the righty Rivera for Mingus. Two doubles and a triple on the season for Lucero. So he's got a little bit of power. Lucero, definitely one of those power hitters in the lineup that they definitely need. That's why they like to bat him in the middle of the middle of that lineup and let their speed guys in that one-two hole do what they can to get on base and set him up. And now Lucero will step into the box for his first plate appearance on the day, facing the Mingus pitcher, Anthony Rivera. Rivera from the windup. Here's the pitch. Curveball drops in there, but doesn't get the call. It's going to be 1-0. and Yeah, I like that pitch from Alvarez. It looked like he got the top part of the plate, but uh, umpire disagrees with me. A lot of guys don't like to go curveball with their first pitch, but Lucero not, or excuse me, Rivera not afraid to do that. Here's the pitch. Fastball got it for a strike, 1-1. One one. It's a good pitch there. He's finding his spots. He just needs to make sure that these guys aren't getting a, a good piece of that ball. 1-1 one one the count. Pitcher Rivera trying to get to a two-strike on the batter, Anthony Lucero. Here's the pitch. Swing, and it's going to be a high pop-up fly to center field. Center fielder tracking it, gets under it, makes the catch for the first out of the inning. Yeah, and that's an easy play there for the center fielder. I mean, that is exactly what you want to see from Rivera about in center field. He got under it, played his game, and didn't, didn't hesitate. And now it'll be the right fielder, Tyler Reagan, coming up for his first at-bat. Was the hero in that last inning with that play, that throw from right field to the catcher to save the 1-0 lead right now for the Panthers. Rivera gets the pitch. Here it is. It's a good off-speed pitch there for the strike. 0-1 now. That's a good pitch there. Reagan on that last inning, I mean, made the perfect throw, exactly what you want to see there. Uh, I mean, he, he it was fundamental. It was on time. Second pitch in there again, and now Reagan will be down 0-2 early. And that's another really good pitch. He's trying to get that fastball going as most of his pitches have been off speed throughout this uh, couple innings. 0-2 pitch from Barra now. Gets a sign from his catcher, and here it is. It's going to be a curveball. Gets a hit to the shortstop. Shortstop cannot make the play, and Tyler Reagan will have himself a, a, a single and will be there at first base for the next batter, Isaiah Hernandez, the left fielder on the day. Yeah, and a little bit of a mistake there from Schamberger. Not what you want to see from your shortstop. That was an easy play, uh, something that they do every single day in practice. Isaiah Hernandez now up, not having the best time uh, this season at the plate, does not have a hit recorded in this season so far, but looking to end that today. This Panthers team is... Three and four on the season, looking to get even. Hernandez sets bunt, but Rivera will step off to reserve that. And Rivera knows that he has a lot of speed at the plate. 
Rivera now looking to get back on the mound. Here it is. Gets the sign from his catcher. Checks back the runner at first. Sets up for the pitch. Pickoff attempt. Nothing doing there. Just trying to keep him honest there at first base. Gets back in there safely. Yeah, this Coconino team is really quick. So, I mean, they're going to try to keep them honest all game long, making sure they don't get any uh, un unwarranted steals. Rare again getting ready for the batter. Isaiah Hernandez, left fielder on the day for the Panthers. Checks the runner again. Checks him twice. Sets up for the pitch. Here it is. It'll be a ball, and they throw to first. They're going to have him tied up here. Could be a pickle attempt here. And he's there, and the ball gets away from the first baseman, and they're able to get to second base there. He will be saved by the bell on that one. Yeah, and Tyler Reagan with a bit of a base running mistake on first base. Got caught right in the middle, but a fumble of the ball from Mingus uh, allowed him the ability to, to make it back to first, and then a missed throw got him all the way to second. Isaiah Hernandez will have a 1-0 count as we get back started up here with Tyler Reagan on second base now after that wild pitch, as well as reached at first with an error from the Mingus shortstop. Rivera sets up. Here's the pitch. It's going to be inside for a ball, 2-0 now. Alvarez now checks up. Made a mistake there. Alvarez is the pitcher on the day. It'll be a ball now. It'll be 3-0 and to Isaiah Hernandez. Man, Alvarez getting his spot there. He's in a little bit of trouble that he shouldn't be, and he shouldn't have anybody on base after, uh, after that error just on that last play. Alvarez gets the strike there. It'll be 3-1 now. And now in a good situation is Coconino trying to get two men on. He doesn't have to swing at this next pitch. He has the opportunity to take this walk. Pitch again from Alvarez. Swings and it's a high pop up to center field. Center fielder going back for it. Will able to track it. Oh, it does not get it. Will go behind him. Isaiah Hernandez rounding third, coming home. Runner at third will be out on the play. One out, but the damage is done. And Panthers get another run on the board. 2-0 now the score. And Anthony Rivera with a little bit of a mistake there in center field, unable to track that ball down. Might have lost it in the sun. It is a pretty sunny day out here in Flagstaff, so uh, it was a high fly ball. It's tough to track that one down in, in that deep of the outfield. Next up for the Panthers will be the catcher, Jacob Klaus. Goes by Cub Klaus. Probably one of the most baseball names you hear out there. Klaus now takes the first pitch and will get it in there for a strike from Alvarez, the pitcher from Ingus. And Alvarez just trying to settle down, trying to make sure to play his own game. He's got a good off-speed pitch game. He just has to make sure to hit his spots. Two outs now in this bottom of the second inning. Another pitch there in there for a strike. Klaus now down early, 0-2. And he's not hanging it out over the plate. On that last hit, we saw him hang it out over the plate. I mean, that's where the damage is done is if you can't make your your curveball or your changeup get that real spin. Oh, two pitches swipe down to the third baseline. Third baseman cannot handle it. Klaus rounds first and is going to stay there for a single. Yeah, and for Alvarez, that's 
not the worst. I mean, he got them to hit it onto the ground, so not too much damage there. Alvarez isn't in too big of an issue, but he's got to make sure to limit his damage. You can't let the next batter come up and, and do a lot of damage. Speaking of the next batter, we reach to the top of the order of this Panthers uh, Panthers lineup. Riker Patton now back up to the dish for the second time on the day. Reached, uh, reached base on a base on balls his last time up. Alvarez takes the Gets the, gets the pitch, and the ball is away at first base, and there he's going to run for it. Cub Klaus gets into second and advances on another pass ball from this Mingus team. And that's another mistake on the glove from Ryan Schamberger. Uh, I, I mean, he's got to make sure he gets that ball into his eyes. He's got to look it into his glove every single time. It'll be 1-0 to the Panthers' leadoff hitter, Riker Patton. Alvarez still on the mound now. Has to deal with another runner at second. Working from the stretch here now with that runner in scoring position. Gets a sign from his catcher. Looks back to runner in second. Here it is. High foul ball behind us. That will be a strike on the day. It'll be one and one now in this count against Riker Patton. And Patton having a good day against uh, Alvarez. So he's got his number just a little bit. Uh, on the first inning, he did a little bit of damage. He got him into a tough spot. Dug Alvarez a little bit of a hole. Uh, so he knows that if he if he's patient, he can find his pitch. Patton definitely knows how to work counts and get the count to his favor. It is even here now, one and one though. Pitch from Alvarez, here it is. So liner to shortstop gets on the ground, throws to first, and they will get it in time for the third out of this inning. But the Panthers add another in the second. It'll be two and zero oh the score now. We will take a break real quick. We'll have some new voices on for you guys coming into the top of the third. Again, my name was David Church. With me was Kate Reed. Thank you all for listening. You're listening to KJAC Radio, 107.1 FM Flagstaff. Stay with us now. Now at the top of the third inning, nobody on, nobody out. We saw a double play. So two outs in the top of the third. Sorry for some technical errors there. But we are in the top of the third, a 2 to nothing game. The Panthers are leading with two outs after that double play. Stepping up to the plate for Mingus Union is going to be Bello, Ben Bello. Uh, so he's stepping up. Ben Bello in his uh, first trip to the plate popped out to uh, the third baseman on a little blooper looking to get in the hit column here. Seaver with the pitch, a little bit of movement. He's going to bring this count to 0-1, or one ball, one strike now. Tough ball down and away there. Now Seaver trying to eye in his guy. He got out of a little bit of trouble. He's got the lead. Nobody on. Two outs in the top of the third. Next pitch is up and a little bit high, so two balls and one strikes for Seaver. Two and one count here. Seaver's been pounding for strikes all day long. Barely misses the zone there. Seaver with the pitch once again. A little bit low. Three and one, so Seaver getting into a little bit of trouble here against Ben Bello. Dancing around the zone a little bit on him. It doesn't want to give up too big of a hit, given that the defense just got that double play. Ben Bello does a good job getting on base, and he's going to take the walk on a high pitch from Seaver. So now Seaver facing a little bit of trouble. Two outs and a man on first. Now stepping up to the plate is going to be Dan Alvarez, who's been pitching here for the Mingus Marauders. Struck out in his first at bat with a runner on here looking to maybe advance the runner to get a score on the board. Seaver winding up and pitching, now stealing the base, but a throw here from Cub Klaus and a little bit late. So now on second is Ben Bello after his first stolen base of the season. 
catcher popped up. The throw was there just barely late. Receiver now into a little bit more trouble. A man on in scoring position and stepping up to the plate. John Alvarez, who has been a really good batter this season, hitting 435. Receiver winding up with the pitch outside and a little high. So now the count one and one for Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez having a solid season right now with a 500 on-base percentage, not counting today's earlier at-bat. And 10 hits on the year, leading his team. Do-it-all guy for Mingus. Now another foul ball. So staying alive is Alvarez, but in a little bit of trouble. One-two count, trying to get back into this game. Two to nothing, Coconino leads Mingus Marauders in the wind-up receiver. Sending the pitch high and a little bit away, but keeping it down is Cub Klaus, making sure nobody moves and there is no movement on the base pass. Excellent pop-up there by Cub Klaus to get that ball that was way too high for the hitter to even consider. 2-2 two, two count for Jan Alvarez. Alvarez hitting well on the season. Takes the pitch and hits it foul once again. So another foul ball out too far for the third baseman to get to. And a 2-2 two, two count still here. For Tyler Seaver. Do you think he's going for that left field pole here? Well, I mean, he keeps hitting it down that left field line, just can't quite get it. Seems like he's maybe a little bit early on the on the swing. Now Seaver winding up with the pitch. Another foul ball on the left side, but this one is playable for Coconino, and they're going to catch it and end the top of the third inning. A pretty good inning here from Seaver. Now stepping up is going to be Coconino. So during that inning, what did we see from Seaver to get them out of that situation? Seaver did a great job of not keeping his cool when he had runners on base. His defense was able to back him up with a couple key plays with the double play and the uh, foul out just now in foul ground. Great defensive play really helped Seaver get through that inning. Well, we're going to have to see on this other side of things if Jan Alvarez is going to step up to the plate once again. He has given up two runs, but I mean, he's gotten out of pretty tough situation. There's been a couple defensive errors, so I don't really think a lot of the, the, the gaps have really been on him. Jan Alvarez has had a lot of pressure on him in today's game. And being able to hold this Flagstaff team to only one run so far in the early going when they've had so many running opportunities and great scoring opportunities really attributes to his composure. And it. He's been pitching a lights-out performance so far. Yeah, Alvarez has done a great job with his off-speed pitches, especially. He's been finding the zone. He just needs to make sure he doesn't leave it over the plate. Uh, that's a little bit of a problem with guys who have a lot of movement. Uh, stepping up to the plate here for Coconino is going to be Tanner Johnson. Following him is Trevor Seaver and Quinn Mickelson. So the best batter on the team, arguably Tanner Johnson, stepping up to the plate. I mean, what have we seen from him this season? I mean, just an absolute great performance so far this season. Batting around 440 with 11 hits. Alvarez pitches, and Johnson makes contact right away. Fly ball to center field, but the center fielder is right there and easily makes the play. 
That's Anthony Rivera. Great catch there to prevent a extra base hit for uh, Tanner Johnson in his first at bat. He set down that sacrifice bun that allowed uh, Coco to get their one run on the board. Riker Patton advanced to second and was able to come around and score in the first inning. Man, good contact there. On that last inning, Anthony Rivera dropped a similar fly ball, made up for it this time around. Now stepping up is Seaver. Seaver pitching here for the Coconino Panthers, and he's going to take that first pitch for a strike. Hasn't allowed a run yet today. Look to see if he can add some in the batter's box. Alvarez eyeing down Seaver, winding up, and movement on the curve. It went up and it went in, dropped into the strike zone, and now Seaver in an 0-2 count. Back-to-back off-speed pitches to start the count 0-2. Let's see what he goes to on this third pitch. Alvarez... Winding up, getting ready for the pitch. Misses the plate just a little bit, and Seaver wanted it bad, but he stayed away from it. Didn't swing. One, two count now. Just a little bit low and outside the zone there. Sevier really wanted to chase that one, but does a good job holding his bat up. Seaver knows what the pitchers are going to attack. He was doing it the same on the other end, so he knows that he's got to keep his eyes open. And right when I say that, he hits a ground ball right back to the pitcher. So Alvarez immediately starts the inning off with two quick outs. Stepping up now is going to be Quinn Mickelson, the first baseman of this Coconino Panthers team. Quinn Mickelson in his first at-bat. Um, pop foul. He uh, hit a couple high up in the air, and the catcher was able to come down with one of them. And another guy on this Coco roster looking to get his first hit of the afternoon. Alvarez getting ready to face Mickelson. Nobody on. Two outs in the bottom of the third inning. Mingus trails two to nothing against the Panthers. The pitch from Alvarez, ground ball to the first baseman, taken in, and it's a race. And the first baseman for the Mingus Marauders will win that race. Three on three unassisted there. Great job by the first baseman to field the ground ball and sprint over to his bag, barely beating Quinn Mickelson on the play. And three up, three down inning for the Mingus Marauders. We are headed now into the top of the fourth inning. The Coconino Panthers with a two to nothing lead as Seaver looks like he's going to head back out to the mound. Alvarez comes back, bounces back, has a very clean inning for Mingus. How is he able to put it together? Just getting guys up and sitting them down quickly. He didn't really dance around batters there. He jumped out to a couple quick. uh, He jumped ahead in counts really quickly during that inning and was able to just uh, suppress the Coco lineup. Seaver with a two to nothing lead right now. What does he have to do to keep his composure and keep in this game and, and limit this Marauders offense? Just needs to keep the ball in the zone, keep balls on the ground. Don't let them get extra base hits. Don't force your uh, outfielders right now in this wind to have to go and make that play in the wind. It's going to be huge how his team backs him up here in the coming stretch. Yeah, and this defense has played well for Coconino. Not too many mistakes. They've done a good job of limiting base runners and helping out Seaver whenever they can. Definitely. If he uh, keeps it going here, he could. we could potentially see a long outing for Seaver. Trayson Peters stepping up for the Mingus Marauders. Him, Zach Harrison, and Ryan Schamberger are the three batters that Seaver will face. Seaver winding up. First pitch high and inside. 1-0 count to Trayson Peters. 
lots of power in this part of the lineup for uh, Mingus Union. They can definitely put the ball between the gaps and get some extra base hits here. Second pitch here from uh, Seaver. Hits the outside corner, 1-1 one, one count. Tough uh, look there, but evens the count, 1-1. One and one. Seaver winding up with the pitch and a pop-up. Looks like it's going to go to the shortstop or second baseman of Coconino. And Tanner Johnson, the shortstop, gets out there and makes the play for the first out. Little bit of a no-you, no-you ball there, but the shortstop, Tanner Johnson, able to come down with it for the out. Now stepping up, Zach Harrison. We saw him get onto base last at bat. What do we see from him there? Uh, last at bat for... Um... Zach Harrison, just a huge double, a rip out to the outfield that allowed him to uh, get into scoring position. Unfortunately, Mingus wasn't able to capitalize, but looking to see if he can get back on base here. Seaver, first pitch outside, taken as a ball for Zach Harrison, 1-0 count. Second one there, bounces off the ground, so losing a little bit of control is Seaver. 2-0 uh, count here to Zach Harrison. Right now in the third or uh, fourth inning but right uh, now we're in the top of the fourth inning Seaver so far three clean innings no earned runs scoreboard a little hard to see in the outfield right now but great control so far through four innings are we potentially seeing fatigue set in on that arm yeah Seaver's missing the part of the plate a little bit for Coconino he's got a 3-0 count here you want to settle down make sure you hit the spot next pitch down bounces again it looks like we're going to see a, a little bit of a timeout from Coconino. They're going to come out and talk to Seaver. Yeah, really still trying to go for his corner spots here, but not being able to hit them as consistently as he was in earlier innings. Coco's going to, or Mingus Union, a pinch runner right now. Yeah, sending a pinch runner, John Sanchez, up to the first base, uh, replacing Zach Harrison. Sanchez has a stolen base on the season. He's only gotten five at bats, so he's done a lot with what he's been able to do. Yeah, a guy currently batting 400 in those five plate appearances. I mean, great spot for a guy that's getting limited looks this early in the year. Schamberger stepping up to the plate for the Mingus Marauders. Seaver stays put at the plate. And he's going to pitch that first one right down the middle for a strike one. Yeah, heater just down the middle there. Surprised the uh, first pitch take there by a... Uh, the Mingus batter. Seaver has been dominant so far today through three and one third innings. He's got no earned runs. He almost catches uh, John Sanchez out on first base as he stepped a little bit too far off the plate. Yeah. Ryan Schamberger struck out in his uh, first at bat here. Let's see if uh, Seaver decides to just go at him. Seaver sizing up Schamberger with the pitch low and inside ball number one so one one count here for ryan schamberger with a man on first a two to nothing lead for the coconino panthers the mingus marauders need to get some offense going they really do i mean we're getting to the middle of the game here and if they don't get something going coco's in danger of getting a few more runs up on the board as well Seaver with the pitch down the middle and taken by schamberger that's going to be down the left field line schamberger winding first and Sanchez heading to third. So Schamberger with a double. Sanchez ends up on third base. So a little bit of trouble here for Seaver with one out. 
and two man on Emmett Smith now heading up to the plate. Dangerous situation here for Coconino. How the tables can turn quickly. Now with runner, two runners in scoring position. Let's see if Mingus Union can make a play. Mingus trailing by two. They can take the lead with the runner who's coming up to the plate, Emmett Smith. Smith, two for 16 on the season, 125 batting average. So he hasn't been super efficient, but he does do a great job of getting on base. Seaver with the first pitch, low and inside. And a little bit of a slow recovery from Cub Klaus. Yeah, a little bit slow there, on the, but for Smith, um, real opportunity here to kind of get a season turned around and go in. Seaver with the pitch right over the plate. And Emma Smith thought that was a little bit high. I think that was a good strike. Now a 1-1 count for Seaver. Just hits that top right corner. I'm just going to call that nine times out of ten. Seaver having a pretty good game. Needs to find his way out of trouble. Next pitch a little bit low. Bounces beyond the plate. Seaver covers, but nobody moves. So no damage here. Two balls, one strike for Emmett Smith at the plate. The runner on third considered going there, but too quick of a recovery by the catcher. Well, Cub Klaus is quick. Uh, he had a little bit of a lapse, but not a big enough bounce on that last play. But on that one, he was ready to go. Seaver with the pitch inside high. Uh, barely misses his spot. So now a 3-1 count. Emmett Smith has Seaver exactly where he wants him. Definitely forced to throw a strike here. I wonder if uh, Emmett Smith has the green light. Seaver with the pitch high, and he will load the bases. Emmett Smith with the walk. Now heading up is Ryan Lindsay. Lindsay 5 for 18 on the season. What do we expect from him on this next at bat? Ryan Lindsay right now with five hits on the season has a 316 on base percentage, a solid clip. Definitely a guy that's dangerous and you don't want to see closing out that lineup with bases loaded. Now coach is coming out to talk to Seaver in a pretty tough situation. Still hasn't allowed a run, but the base is loaded with only one out in the bottom of the fourth inning. Seaver has pitched well so far, but he's losing, losing a little bit of his control. Do you think it's time for Coconino to switch him out? I think right now bringing in a fresh arm would really mix things up. Not only have these batters coming up seen Seaver already, I think getting a new look would throw them off a little bit. And I think it could be... I think it is the best time for Coconino to switch. And the tying run is on second. Looks like Seaver's going to stay out there for the time being. He's going to try to fight his way out of this inning and limit the damage with Ryan Lindsay coming up to bat. So Seaver sticking it out. You think this is a uh, this is a good call here for, for Coconino? You still have the right-hand pitcher on the right-hand batter matchup. So if you like the matchup here, stick with your guy if you believe he can get you the out. Seaver with the windup, pitching a little bit high and inside for Ryan Lindsay, 1-0 to start the count. Just missing in that same spot again, trying to get high and inside and jam hitters' hands right now, not allow the big shot. Bases loaded, Seaver with the pitch, misses the outside corner. He wanted that call. He missed it by just about a half centimeter. Yeah, tough call there. It could have gone either way, but now he's down. Seaver with the windup and the pitch, and that one's not going to miss right down the middle, laid off by Ryan Lindsay. 2-1 count for Seaver as he tries to get out of this situation. Solid fastball there, just straight low down the middle, and nothing the hitter could really do with it. Panthers lead 2-0, pitch from Seaver inside, but catches the strike zone, so 2-2 count for Lindsay. 
with a two to nothing uh, trail for the Mingus Marauders. Seaver, a seasoned player on this team, does have the ability to shake off any mental worries he may have from the mound. Ground ball from Lindsay. He's going to ground out to second. Caden Talley makes the play, but one run will score for Mingus as they will cut this lead in half. The Coconino Panthers now lead 2-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth inning. Stepping up is to hire Rogers. That's half of what Mingus Union was looking for right there. And with Jahiah Rogers coming to the plate, he had a single in his first at bat. If he can notch another, that'll tie the game up here. Yeah, Rogers with a 438 batting average. He knows exactly how to get on base. First pitch from Seaver, a little bit outside for the ball, ball one. Seven hits on the year and a 524 on base percentage for Rogers. Yeah, Rogers has done everything he can to get on base. Seaver with the pitch, high. This is the strike zone. Rod, Rogers doing a good job. 2-0 count, keeping Seaver a little bit on his toes. Two men on still. Man on second, man on third. Two outs for Seaver. Pitch gets the outside corner. I'm not sure I like that call. I think he missed it just a little bit. But that'll make this count 2-1. to one. Yeah, Rogers, a shorter batter here, shrinking up the strike zone a little bit for Seaver. It's going to be tough to hit exactly where he wants in the zone and get the call with a shorter player at that. And another low pitch there just barely hits the strike zone. So 2-2 two, two count, Seaver getting himself out of trouble. Two outs in the bottom of the fourth, Seaver facing Jahiah Rogers. Man on second, man on third. We're going to see a quick stoppage here from the umpire. It looks like a timeout from Rogers. Yeah. Now play resumed. Seaver setting up. Takes the sign, pitching to Rogers, swing and a miss from Jahiah Rogers, and that will retire the side. We are headed into the fifth inning now. The top of the fifth inning, we have a two to one lead for the Coconino Panthers over the Mingus Rogers. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will bring you the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning of the Coconino Panthers versus Mingus Rogers. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the live broadcast of Coconino Baseball versus Mingus Marauders. We are live here in the bottom of the fourth inning, or yeah, and we are live joined by Evan. Evan, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing, Dada? Doing good, doing good. Two to one is the score. The Panthers are leading, and up on the mound for, Mara for the Mingus Marauders is still Jan Alvarez. Pitched this entire game so far, has allowed only two runs as he's up on the mound, up to bat for the Coconino Panthers is is going to be, I believe. Dylan Davis. Dylan Davis, correct. Thank you. First, second pitch is in the zone. Strike two, 0 2 count here for Davis. Davis getting down here quickly. Jan Alvarez pitching solid today. Alvarez, like I said, only allowed two runs so far. Some defensive errors here for the Marauders. The second pitch swung on foul. Ball went right back, and it stays at an 0-2 count here for Davis. Yeah, Davis just fouling that, that one off, needing to protect right now. Down 0-2. Wants to get something going after Mingus Union got one of those runs back this last inning. Now Davis getting ready for the next pitch. Alvarez, no one on base. Two to one is the score. 0 2 count. Pitch is in the middle. Little hopper down to short. The throw is there in time. Out number one here for the Marauders. 
Good job by the shortstop there. Being able to field the ground ball a little slow, was able to quickly transfer it and get the throw over to first for the out. Good job there from the Marauders. Now we have one out here, and the score is still 2-1. to one. Up to bat is going to be Anthony Lucero, the third baseman today. Lefty batter going up against a right-handed pitcher. Yeah, Anthony Lucero having a pretty good season, batting 250 with a 368 on base percentage. Lucero's first pitch is down and outside. Ball one, 1-0 one count here for Lucero. Good take there. No one on base. Lucero up to bat. Second pitch at the at-bat. Lucero goes for the bunt, then takes it away last second. Ball two as the pitch curveball went down low. Just too low there. Good job getting his bat back before it crossed the, crossed the zone. Yeah, great read there by date by Lucero. I mean, he was all ready for the bunt and then made sure he picked it up last second. Third pitch here at the at-bat. Right down the middle grounder, and Lucero will have a single here. Grounds it right past the pitcher. Center fielder has to make a play on it. And Lucero's on first base now for the Coconino Panthers. Great hit there from Lucero. Lucero on first now as we have Tyler Reagan, the right fielder, up to bat, batting right-handed here. Yeah, had a single earlier in the day. Look to see if he could do some damage here. Looking to move the, the runner up a couple bases is Reagan. The pitch here from Alvarez down. Lucero goes from first to second, and he is caught quickly. He had no chance of making it there in time. Very quick pitch by Alvarez. Gets it to the catcher. Catcher very quickly able to pop up out of his stance and gun the runner down at second. Great play there from Zach Harrison, making sure he got that ball straight to second. Lucero did not have a chance to get there. Now there's two outs here. One ball, zero, two, one, one oh count. Second pitch, high, swung on, just fouled. Just past the third base line. Pulled that one down the left field line. If that would have landed fair, that would have been dangerous for Mingus. 1-1 one, one count here after the foul ball. Two outs here, two to one score. Alvarez, pitch, strike, swing and a miss there from Reagan. Took a huge heck at that one, trying to kill that and just misses. Reagan swinging for the mountains here in Flagstaff, Arizona. One-two count now here for Alvarez. Alvarez. Pitch is high, two-two count. High and inside, good eye there. Um, the Coconino batter uh, didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Good eye there from Reagan. Made sure to lay off of that high and inside pitch. The next pitch here from Alvarez is right down the middle. Swung on grounder to third. All the way to first. The play is made in time as they tag him out instead of getting the force out. And that is the end of the bottom of the fourth. Two to one. And now the Marauders will get ready to come up to bat. That play was crazy. The ball thrown to first base, pulls the first baseman off the bag, but right into position to make the tag on the runner who's passing him. Great awareness on where the runner was by the first baseman to make that play. 
And so we've seen Trevor Seaver coming back out on the mound for the Coconino Panthers. He's he struggled a little bit that last inning, saved it towards the end. What does he need to do to, you know, close this game out and try to make sure that these Panthers can secure the win? He was he kept trying to hit those corners in that last inning and it wasn't really working for him as well as it was earlier in the game. But uh solid job getting himself out of the funk he worked himself into last inning allowed him to stay on the mound here in the fifth now the coconino panthers are three and four overall this season one and three in region play the win here moves them to two and three in region play and they will play the marauders again in cottonwood arizona in just a couple days as for the marauders they are three and six overall two and four region play looking to get closer to that 500 marker both teams and really trying to compete for a chance to improve themselves from these past few seasons. Both of them haven't had great past few seasons. The Marauders did not have a good season the last time they played a full season at all, looking to improve. Marauders today, what have they done that's allowed them to stay in this game? I mean, only down one after giving up quite a few errors in the first few innings. I mean, not letting the errors define them as a team and being able to rally from those errors has allowed this team to... Uh, stay in this game. Seaver's first pitch is high. Ball one to Anthony Rivera. The top of the batting order is back up for the Marauders. Anthony Rivera grounded into a double play his last time up. A tough look, but with no one on here, looking for a different result. Swing and a miss here from Rivera on a pitch. Just a little low, but in the zone. 1-1 one, one count here for Rivera. Had that base on balls in the first inning as well. This one is hit out to right field. It's going diving play just made. He caught it. What a catch there from the right fielder, Tyler Reagan. Amazing diving acrobatic catch there. Full extension out there in the outfield. Somebody call Sports Center and get this guy on top 10. No, 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 no. That was a great play there from Reagan. Now up to bat will be Ben Below for the Marauders. Yeah, the freshman performing well so far this season. In the first inning, he had a little blue pop out to the third baseman and a base on balls in his second at bat. First pitch here is a ball for Below. Now, second pitch, Seaver wind up. Up a little high, but in the zone, 1-1 one, one count here for Below. That pitch right down Broadway, down into the count. Below was probably looking for a take there. Now wind up, Seaver. Pitch down the middle, fouled out of the field, and it's a 1-2 count here fouled, for Below. Fouled off the baseball field and almost onto the football field, driving that ball far right over the foul fence here. Couple balls going over the fence now. Seaver is pitched down low in the dirt. No swing. 2 2 count here for the Marauders. Yeah, Seaver really looking to uh, get this first batter of the inning out and getting out on the board. Doesn't want to allow too many base runners like that last inning. The pitch and the hit right to the pitcher. Great play by Seaver to save it and throw it over to first to record the second out of the inning. Great job there. Quick play right back at him, moves his glove right into position and fires it over to the first baseman on a bang-bang play. 
these teams today have been playing a lot better defensively than some of their previous games as the Panthers are averaging uh, or allowing near five runs per game. And for the Marauders, they're allowing near seven runs per game. Today, it's only two to one. The first pitch here, high and outside there for Alvarez, the pitcher. Maybe we'll see some explosive plays here in the later innings. Alvarez, 1-0 count. Inside, Alvarez had to back away a little bit there for now it's a 2-0 count. Little awkward for Alvarez there. Didn't want to let it run, on, run in on his hands. Good take. This one in the zone, just a little to the right, 2-1 count. And we're still at the top of the fifth. Two outs, two to one. The Panthers lead over the Marauders. This next pitch in the dirt here as Alvarez now has a three to three one count. Really needs to work this count to full here. Again, with two outs, you this late in the game, you want to have a one, two, three inning as a pitcher. Now this one is flying out to right center field. It's going another dive, but this one will not be able to make by Reagan as now Alvarez is able to stay safe at second as he gets a double and the first hit of this fifth inning. Reagan almost had the double opportunity there with the diving catch, but unable to pull it down and his teammate is able to back him up and get that ball in, only allowing two bags. A good job there from the Panthers for not allowing them to stretch that into three as now coming up to the plate is Trayson Peters, the third baseman. Trayson Peters absolutely playing out of his mind this season. Um, currently, Peters' first pitch was down and in the zone for the first strike, 0-1 count. Peterson pitching and batting for uh, his team, currently hitting 227 with a 250 on base percentage. A decent mark for this part of the lineup. Peters' next pitch, he fouls it out. 0-2 count here for Peters. Peters, one of the tallest players out here tonight, really seems to tower over everybody, and it's something you definitely want at your third base. Great, great dimensions for a third baseman, just the prototype that you'd love to have at the high school level. This pitch is hit and grounded as they are able to make the play at first. The shortstop going six to three and ends this inning 2-1 no runs only one hit allowed there from Seaver in that inning yeah great outing by Seaver there made after last inning bases were loaded last inning that wasn't that long ago this inning comes out and has a very quick outing and gets off the field and lets the Coconino Panthers get back on offense how did Seaver improve this inning what did he do better than he did in the previous inning he was hitting a spots much more there was some more contact with baseballs than we had seen throughout the game but keeping the ball in the strike zone is all he could do right now and not walk batters now getting ready for the next bottom half of the inning is Alvarez will still be out there pitching for the Marauders it's had a pretty decent day today um, a lot of a lot of defensive er errors early allowed people to get on base and allowed the first run now we'll see if Alvarez can keep this shutout he's had since the second inning. Alvarez was given a tough look early by um, the Coconino Panthers offense, but recovering and staying strong throughout the game here, we're seeing a real pitcher's duel here. We definitely are pitchers out here playing strong 
as of late and really improved on the early game struggles, especially for Alvarez. Now, coming up, batting in the eight hole is Isaiah Hernandez, center fielder here for the Panthers. Get his next batting opportunity here against Alvarez. Coming into this game, only had one plate appearance and a thousand on base percentage. First pitch is a ball a little high and outside here for Hernandez. Alvarez trying to make sure he can get some good work in against the eight hole hitter. Second pitch called a strike, looked very low to me, but just squeezes through the zone. Good curveball there, had excellent drop coming down and out of the zone. 1-1 one, one count here for Hernandez. Alvarez's next pitch is down low, but hit there by Hernandez as he will get a base hit and stay on first. The fastball just getting hit just right of the third baseman and able to get on base with a single. Catcher Jacob Klaus coming up to bat, hitting in the nine hole. Got a runner on first. See if he can extend it or if Alvarez tries to lead him into a double play. Alvarez not really looking at first. First pitch looks like they're going for the bunt, but laid off as the pitch was outside. 1-0 count. Runner looking there. That pitch high and outside. Catcher had to fully stand up to catch that one. Good leadoff there from Hernandez on first as Klaus up to bat. See if he tries to bunt it again. Alvarez keeps looking over. Third time checking the base. Now getting ready for the pitch. Pitch. Bunt. No. He held up. Strike one. One one count here for Klaus. Yeah, Isaiah Hernandez taking a generous lead over at first base. Want to keep him close and keep the double play ball still alive. See if they still try to get this bunt attempt, this sack bunt to move up Hernandez from first to second, put him in scoring position. This pitch bunted. Hernandez will get to second, but Klaus will not be able to reach the first in time. And we have our first out on a sack bunt there from Jacob Klaus. Yeah, great sack bunt there, advancing the runner. We were talking about it going into the at-bat. Look for the double play, but dropping that bunt takes away the double play and gets a runner in scoring position. Now up to bat is Riker Patton here for the Coconino Panthers. See if he can, he's got a runner in scoring position. First pitch, high and inside, almost hit Patton if he didn't duck. Riker Patton, leadoff man here, scored the first run of the game on uh, after he was able to get the sack bunt to uh, get to get to second base and uh, get into scoring position during the first inning. Patton coming up for his second pitch with Hernandez still on second. Got to be careful of the pickoff now. Patton, low pitch, ball two. 2-1 is still our score here at Coconino High School. Yeah. Patton, the freshman, playing pretty well this season. Averaging a 333 batting average now. The second pitch swung on grounder to shortstop. 
The throw is there in time, and there will be two outs. However, Hernandez advances to third. Yeah, dangerous here with the runner on third and Tanner Johnson coming up. The shortstop definitely could do some damage here and add another run to the board. Tanner Johnson averaging a whopping 440 on the season, going 11 for 25. 11 hits this year so far. Johnson getting ready. The lefty, lefty going against a righty once again. Johnson's first pitch is a grounder now, and they will record the final out and save themselves as they keep the score two to one. Similar ending to that last inning, just uh, the first baseman picking it up and sprinting to the bag. Two to one is our score here, heading into the sixth. Two more innings left. We've got a lot of interesting baseball left. I mean, both these teams are going to come out, try to either for the Panthers extend the lead or for the Marauders try to get that lead, try to at least get it to a tie. So everybody, make sure you stay tuned. We've got a great game, great finish coming up. If you like pitching, get down to the baseball fields. <laughs> great game. A lot of people out here enjoying some baseball, enjoying watching these young men playing good baseball out here today as Seaver will stay on the mound here in the sixth inning. His go, The starter continuing on for Coco here. Got a lot of faith in him in the fact that he'll be able to close out this game for them. Yeah, Seaver batting 364 on the year. Not just a pitcher, but does very well batting as well. Seaver coming into this um, game this season, he's had 17.1 innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, a 1.35 wafts and hits per inning pitch, and a 2.02 ERA. Some solid numbers by the senior. Yes, very solid. Been one of the better pitchers on this team as he's also pitched the most innings out of everyone on this team as going into today, pitched 17.1, and looks like we'll add another 6-7 to seven here. Impressive outing for the senior. Harrison, the catcher, up to bat. First pitch right down the middle, strike one. That's the way you want to start your sixth inning of work. Definitely a great way. You want to get that strike early. Make sure you have that confidence as the second pitch is coming. That one low and inside. 1-1 one, one count now for Harrison. Yeah, almost dusting off the shoe tops there for the batter, but... Second, third pitch swung and missed there from Zach Harrison. We move it to a one-two count. One and two here. Definitely needs to protect, but also he might not get the best looks from Seaver. Seaver high and outside. Ball two, two-two count now as Harrison is looking to put some damage up. Do get some runs in, get on base at least. Yeah, base runners help score runs, and getting on base has to be priority number one here. Next pitch fouled off. 2-2 two, two count. It stays at 2-1. to one is still our score here at Coconino High School. Next pitch down and low, but swung and missed there from Harrison. One out now in the sixth inning. That pitch low and inside chases it a little bit out of the zone, and Seaver gets the strikeout, adding to his season total. Seaver playing pretty well today, had a rough um, third inning, but since then has really improved and now gets ready to go up against Schamberger. First pitch high and ball one. 
Schamberger, another one of the taller guys on the Semingus Union team, still elevates the fastball on him for a ball. 0-1 count here for Schamberger, and the second pitch is high, and it'll go to 2-0 now. Back-to-back -back high fastballs. Let's see if he tries and drop off something off speed here. Next pitch, still high, and this time a little inside. 3-0 count as Schamberger really doesn't have to swing from now on until he gets 3-2. Yeah, I mean, he could battle for a full count here if he really wants to or take the 3-0 and drive it, but doesn't even get a good enough look. As the next pitch is another ball, 4-0, and the Schamberger will get to first. One out here, the top of the sixth. Yeah, coming up next uh, after Schamberger is Emmett Smith. Had a tough, uh, or oh, last inning. Yeah, Emmett Smith, tough last inning, but looking to improve. Batting in the seven hole, playing left field, not running back, as this is not the Dallas Cowboys. This pitch is high as the catcher throws it over to first, but Schamberger is back in time. Schamberger's missed five straight pitches to the same location. High and inside. Let's see if Seaver can get something better going here. This one inside Seaver. and a strike. 1-1 one, one count. Let's see if Emmett Smith can get something going. He's been laying off these past two pitches. Now Seaver getting ready. Looks over to first. Decent lead at first. Wind up high as Seaver's hat just keeps falling off. 2-1 count. Something interesting I've noticed, Seaver's hat falls off about three times an inning. Yeah, um, got to have a tighter hat with this windy condition. Yeah. You know, it's a tough look always uh, running around after your hat, but pitching a great game. Now, Seaver's next pitch is low and inside. Moves it to a 3-1 count. The wind, definitely something we see here a lot in Flagstaff, especially during this baseball season as we move into spring. Wind, I mean... Luckily, today hasn't been too bad, but it's usually a big factor here. Next pitch is popped up to second base, and they can record the second out here in the sixth inning. Good job there by the second baseman. A little bloop. Just one of those mental plays where you just have to be mentally set and ready for it, and it's just able to make the catch and record the out. Yeah, and those are huge because you don't want to make those simple mistakes where it's a small little blooper, a small little pop-up. And you always want to make sure you make the simple plays. As Seaver's pitch is inside, but it's a strike here against Ryan Lindsley, the shortstop. Big mistakes on simple plays will hurt you the most. Now, Lin Lindsay getting ready for the second pitch of this at-bat. Seaver winds up, throws it down the middle. It's hit, fly out to right field, and the play is made over in right three outs. Now as the Marauders will be up to pitch and the Panthers finally back up to bat. Tyler Reagan's glove still active over there in right field. Records the third out of the inning and gets his team off the field. Reagan, someone we've seen playing great defensively, had an amazing acrobatic, acrobatic catch earlier in the bottom of the fourth. As we now move into the bottom of the sixth, Panthers looking to kind of put this game away here in this inning. How, how do you think they should attack the the um, plate? Should they be a lot more conservative, or do you think they should definitely come out aggressive? 
you haven't been able to get anything going being conservative today. If you try right now with a one run lead with a couple of innings left, if you really want to open it up and get some guys moving on the base path, swinging the bats the easiest and quickest way to do that. And so expect the Panthers to be uh, hacking away here in a close game. Definitely, we could definitely see here as Alvarez will come out also. A big pitcher's duel here. Alvarez coming up, batting his or pitching his sixth inning. Both pitchers going six today, an impressive feat. You don't get six from every MLB pitcher. <laughs> you usually don't. And now these pitchers out here playing very well. And Seaver will be up to bat, batting in the three hole as the pitcher today. Alvarez, first pitch, high. Ball one, 1-0 one count here at the bottom of the sixth. Two to one, the Panthers still lead looking to extend this lead going into the seventh and put the game away. Alvarez, second pitch, down and outside, ball two, as the glove hit the dirt there for Harrison. Yeah, tough play, just a ball low and outside, and catcher does a good job getting his glove on it. Seaver batting 364, sees the third pitch. This one is also low, moves to a 3-0 count. And he is really working this pitcher, just laying off everything. Both of these pitchers struggling to find the strike zone later in the game. Assume some of that fatigue is setting in as it's not always the easiest to pitch six, 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 six innings in a game. But tough look there. And the fourth pitch of the inning is going to be a ball. And Seaver will get a walk over to first base as coming up now. Hitting in the cleanup spot is Quinn Mickelson, the first baseman. Another uh, younger player, sophomore here, Mickelson, getting another opportunity. Both of these teams relatively younger. Lots of sophomores starting in the lineup. A lot of sophomores and a lot of and a few freshmen here and there. As Mickelson's first pitch goes low, and he is now at a 1-0 count. Yeah, Mickelson, another lefty in this lineup. We've seen a lot of lefties batting today and not something you always get to see at the high school level. Mickelson getting ready for Alvarez's second pitch of the at-bat. Alvarez checks first, nothing there. Now the wind up, the pitch. The ball is fouled out to left field as the count is now 1-1. The left fielder tried making a play on it, but simply too far out there. As uh. Very, very, very far left field foul. As now move into a 1-1 count, Mickelson gets ready for Alvarez. Third pitch, Alvarez makes sure he checks over to first, sees what, what Seaver is doing over there as he's got a lead off. Now the next pitch is a grounder through the middle, and there's an error as the second baseman can't quite get it, and Seaver will advance to third while Mickelson stays at first. Now with runners on the corners, Coconino looking to do some of that damage you were talking about. Runner, runners on the corners, and they have definitely been swinging the bats, or at least Mickelson was. Mickelson came out ready to get Seaver advanced into scoring position, and now coming up to bat is going to be Dylan Davis batting in the five hole. Yeah, and that last hit, just a low bouncer up the middle, both the second baseman and the shortstop there, but neither could get their glove on it as it bounces out, bounces out to the outfield. Davis trying to get an RBI, trying to bring in Seaver, 
to extend this lead. No outs here in the bottom of the sixth. Two to one is our score. This pitch in the zone, out of the zone actually, just a little high, ball one. And Seaver on third looking to help himself out by scoring this run. Yes, and now here comes the next pitch from Alvarez. Runners on first and third. Davis goes for the bunt but holds off as there is a stolen base there from Mickelson. Bunt gets in the way and the runner is able to get over. Great play there, getting both runners into scoring position for the Panthers. Just a, seems like a mental mistake here from the Marauders as they didn't even make the throw. Didn't seem like they noticed that Davis left first base. Now, next pitch is just a little high. 2-1 count here for Davis. Quinn Mickelson's calling that one a free base. <laughs> now, Runners on second and third, both in scoring position. Davis trying to hit a gapper. Next pitch goes right to the third baseman. No opportunity for a double play, but the out at first is available. One out here at the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, getting that first out with runners on second and third was really important for this team. After Quinn Mickelson moved up to second, taking away the double play, they needed to be able to get that next guy out. Now, Anthony Lucero back up to bat, the third baseman. He's got two runners in scoring position as Lucero looks to extend the lead. Alvarez still out there on the mound for the Marauders. Alvarez waiting for the call. He gets it, wind up the pitch. A little outside, 1-0 count as Lucero is still up to bat. Tough look there. The curveball outside just misses the zone. Lucero getting ready for Alvarez's next pitch. Runners on second and third. Lucero pitches down the middle. He hits it between the first and second baseman. And then the center, the right fielder can't get to it. Two runs have scored. It looks like they're going to get a triple out of this one. They're sending him home. He's had No, he, stay, he holds up. Looked like the third base coach was going to send him home, but the Panthers do add two runs on that base hit single that turned into a triple. Anthony Lucero with a huge play, being able to get to third and clear the bags, getting two runs in. 4-1 is now our score here in the bottom of the sixth. The Panthers are up by three as they bring out a pinch, pinch runner for Lucero. This is Connor Callahan. Connor Callahan so far this season. Sorry. Callahan will be at third here for Lucero as up to bat is going to be Adrian Marquez. First time we've seen him today. Callahan so far this season only has two plate appearances, only running here, but a 500 on base percentage looking to get some play time. Yeah, looking to bring some speed in as Marquez gets his first at-bat of the game, looking to bring him home and extend this lead to four, as it is now four to one here with one out in the in the top of the sixth. Marquez. Bottom of the sixth. Current, Marquez currently has a 333 on base percentage on the season with three hits. Alvarez, curveball in the zone. Taking a little something off of that one and is able to get the strike on that call. 
Now, the next pitch here from Alvarez. This one, a little inside. Looks like, yes, moves it to 1-1 one, one count. 1-1 one one here for Marquez in his first at-bat of the game. Marquez ready for the pitch. The pitch just inside in the zone. 1-2 count, Marquez with one out. Tough look here, down 1-2. You have to protect, but with only one ball, Marquez, or I mean, uh, the pitcher here can uh, afford to miss. Now, this pitch is high. 2-2 two, two count. Marquez still trying to bring the runner home from third. On third base is Connor Callahan, someone who hasn't had a batting opportunity but came in as a pinch runner just a little bit ago. Yeah, that last pitch, again, off speed, just a little high. Next pitch, this one off speed but low as it looks like they'll bring the runner in when the third baseman can't make the play. Stretching for the double is Marquez, and he gets there as the left fielder just couldn't get it, the ball to second base in time, and Callahan will score. Extends the lead 5-1 to one here at the bottom of the sixth. Connor Callahan coming down the line there had to jump over the ball as it was so tight to the bag, bouncing over the bag, getting into the outfield. Great double there from Marquez. Good. Now five to one, exactly what they need here is this lead. First pitch, his next up bat is high and inside ball one as it's to Isaiah Hernandez. Isaiah Hernandez has had a decent showing today, had the double earlier in the contest, which he overran and it got tagged out at third, but drove in an RBI. The next pitch will be another ball here. 2-0 count. Hernandez looks to, again, bring in another run as they have another player in scoring position. Yeah, right now, Mingus Union needs to stop the bleeding and get out of this inning. This pitch inside. Ball three here. Only one out here at the bottom of the six. Five to one lead the Panthers have over the Mingus Marauders. Now Alvarez looking to get out of this 3-0 count. Trying to work his way back and kind of save this inning. Steps off the mound. Takes a little breather. Runner at second. Almost a third of the way to third base there. Definitely going to step off that mound and make sure he gets a little back. And that will be ball four there. Runners on first and second as the double play opportunity has now uh, is now there for the Marauders. Marauders will definitely be looking for a ground ball to their shortstop or second baseman for the quick flip and double. Now up to bat, Jacob Klaus, the catcher. Another one of those young players. He's also a sophomore here on the Coconino Panthers team. Had a single earlier in the game. This pitch is high. Maybe looks like Alvarez trying to set up some high pitches so that way when the pitch comes low, he gets Klaus to just start swinging. Definitely trying to set up high here. Gets that call there. Now to 1-1 one, one count as the pitch is right down the middle. Great pitch there, just straightforward down the line in the strike zone. Hitter didn't even think about it. This pitch just a little high, moves it to a 2-1 count. Runners on first and second. Still there, runner on first, Isaiah Hernandez. Runner on second is Adrian Marquez. 
Now this pitch inside moves to a three. It uh, looks like they called it a strike, actually. Stays at now goes to a 2-2 two -two count. Ball strike, ball strike. What do you think the next one's going to be? It will be a pop-up here to the pitcher as Alvarez is able to make the play in the infield. Great play there. Again, one of those easy plays that you just need to come down with. And they're not always easy. That ball right now in the wind getting high up there in the infield can get lost. Especially but... with the sun in your eyes, as it would be for them. But coming up to bat is Riker Patton here in the bottom of the six with two outs. Five to one is the Panthers' lead. See if Patton can move these two runners. As first pitch, he swings and fouls it off. 0-1 count. Patton, only a freshman, pl playing in at the designated hitter role today, doing a great job. Again, back up at the plate, scored the first run of the game, and put the Coco Panthers on top where they've held their lead since. Now at the top of the order, Panthers definitely want to get something going as Patton's hit is a fly ball out to left field, and the play is made easily there from Emmett Smith out in left field as we move in to... The seventh inning, the Panthers lead five to one now. Emmett Smith coming in very fast on that fly ball and is able to track it down for that third out. And now top of the seventh, it's game time. We will see if the Marauders can make it back into this game as it looks like Seaver will not be coming back out on the mound. Instead, pitching will be Anthony Lucero. Anthony Lucero started today at third base, now coming in to pitch. Seaver looking around the field right now to see if he's still in the game, but nothing yet. But coming out onto the mound, the Coconino Panther has got a guy that so far this season. <laughs> As it looks like Marquez will be replacing Seaver, will be placing Lucero at third while Lucero replaces Seaver on the mound. Yeah, Anthony Lucero, so far this year, 8.0 innings pitch, three strikeouts, a 2.13 walks and hits per inning pitch, and a 7.0 ERA. Luckily, we don't expect him to give up all seven of those runs in one inning here. So yeah, that should be an excellent closing effort here for Lucero. Lucero looks, he has a save opportunity here with them, all, with them being up by four. You can end the game here just at the top of the seventh. If the score is five to one here in the last inning of the Coconino Panthers versus Mingus Marauders baseball game live at Coconino High School. I am Arthur. I've been joined by Evan for the past few innings. Evan, we've seen a really close game until that last inning. What did the Panthers do right to extend this lead? Well, we had a pitcher battle battle going all day, and it eventually came down to who broke first. And um, I think for Mingus Union today, unfortunately, their guy ran out of gas a little earlier than they would have liked. But a great outing, and let's see if uh, Coconino Panthers can close it out here in the seventh inning. The Panthers do look to close it out. As coming up to bat for the Marauders is going to be Jahiah Rogers batting in the nine hole, but... Rogers, it does lead the team in batting average with a 4.38 average. Yeah. The Marauders are only averaging a 2.86 batting average so far this season. Not too bad, but they've allowed near seven runs per game. And today they've only allowed five, but they need to get four in order to extend this game even a little bit. 
yeah, having a negative run differential so far this season is a tough look for both of these squads, but one of them looking to get a little bit closer to even here. As a win here would put the Panthers at 500 on the season, four and four and two and three in region play. Lucero getting ready for his first pitch of the game with Rogers at bat. Sarah's first pitch, high and outside, ball one. Just a little bit high and outside there, away from the hitter. Wonder if he's just uh, still settling in to being on the mound. Lucero's second pitch, just a little high and outside, a little closer this time than the first pitch. A little bit closer, but still missing that same spot outside and a little bit at the mid-level of the strike zone. Wonder if he's trying to catch that outside corner to force something towards the left side of the infield. Now, third pitch here, 2-0 count. This one is right. In the zone, 2-1 count. It moves to four. Rogers. The first two miss, he's able to find his target on the third one, and we have a 2-1 count. 2-1 count, no outs here at the top of the seventh. 5-1, the Panthers lead. Swing and a miss here from Rogers on a low pitch there by Lucero. A big hack there by Rogers, but nothing doing on it. Something interesting, neither of these teams have hit a home run yet this season. Both of them almost got one today. They've hit some deep as this next pitch is fouled off way out to left field and out of the field. Yeah, throughout today, a lot of these balls, we've had to go for a ride with them deep out to center and um, one being knocked down by the center field gate. Yep, very close to getting a home run earlier was the Marauders, but it's 2-2 count here for Rodgers as the swung strike three is dropped. So Rodgers will try, but good play there from the catcher, Jacob Klaus. Yeah, Cub Klaus there. Quick recovery on the drop third strike. Gets it down to first base for the out. Now, coming up to bat is going to be Anthony Rivera. Back at the top of the order Order are the Marauders. Dangerous spot in the lineup. They definitely could do damage here with four runs in trail. This is the part of the lineup you want to see at bat. First pitch here right down the middle for Lucero as the Panthers just need to get two more outs to end this game. Such a straight pitch. Catcher's glove not even moving, seeing the dust pop off of it there. One of the most beautiful thing in sports. As the next pitch here from Lucero, an 0-1 count low, but swung on there from Rivera. 0-2 count now, one out. Top of the 7-5-1. Panthers just looking to put this game away and head home with a victory. Next pitch, Lucero with the windup. No one on base. This one is hit down to center field. Looks like it's just going to be a routine fly ball there for the center fielder, Isaiah Hernandez. As they move into two outs, they are three strikes away from ending this game and heading on home with a victory. Yeah, just the center fielder there just had to drift a little to his left and pocket that one just at his left side. Great play there is the Panthers have played well defensively after a few errors in about in the second inning, but now really improving as up to bat for the Marauders is going to be Ben Below. First pitch to him will be a ball. 1-0 count here for ben, Below. Ben Below, a freshman, currently has 17 plate appearances coming into this game with a 357 average and a 438 on base percentage. Definitely a threat here. Second pitch right down the middle. 1-1 one, one count, two outs here at the top of the seventh. 
below, getting ready for the third pitch here. Really needs to get something going to help extend this game and keep them there, keep his team in it. As the next pitch there is just going to be inside ball two. Another drop there by the catcher. Not something we've seen very often today. Wonder if uh, being down for seven innings now is starting to catch up with him. Something that definitely gets tiring, but looking just to finish this game out strong as the next pitch in the 2-1 count. This one is low. Moves it to 3-1. Two outs here. This is exactly what Below wants. Put him in a great hitting scenario. That ball just low. Rolls right between the catcher's legs and right between the ump's legs. And that's going to be called a low ball almost every single time. 3-1 count here for Below. Two outs. Looking to extend the game. This one right down the middle. 3-2 count. Full count. Two out. Down by four in the top of the seventh. Five to one is the score. The Panthers do lead. Ben Below definitely swinging at anything close here. Next pitch. Can they get the final strike here? This one is a popper over oh. to second, just over the second baseman as Below will get a base hit and land on first. The second baseman with a leaping effort, but just past his glove and into the outfield. A great at bat there by Ben Below to keep his team alive. This game will now be extended at least one more plate appearance as coming up will be the pitcher, Jan Alvarez. Has had a great outing today on the mound. Looking to see if he could advance this runner here for his team. Now Alvarez getting ready for the pitch. Lucero wind up. The ball is just a little low. Try to get it over to first, but back in time was below. Yeah, Below didn't have too big of a lead there and was getting his way over. Catcher still wanted to be sure, made the throw down, and Below was back safely. Lucero, 1-0 count here for Alvarez. Now the pitch inside. 2-0 count now. Alvarez trying to extend this game, as we've said, for the past three batters. But now it's really crucial. You got a man on first. If you can get somewhere on base, you really are going to help your team out. Yeah, they need base runners right now, and they can't afford an out, so there's only one option for Jan. Walk or get a hit? The pickoff attempt, no good, as getting back to time, getting back to first in time was below. Now, the next pitch, outside, 3-0 count. This is not where Lucero wants to be when they are only one out away from putting this game away and ending it all. Yeah, had the first two outs come very quickly. Now that the top of the lineup's back up, Lucero struggling a bit to get that last out. Now Lucero, the next pitch, bunt. No, he holds up as it is ball four. And we have two people on base at first and second, Alvarez and below respectively with two outs here at the top of the seventh, five to one as looks like catcher will come over and talk to Lucero with the coach. Yeah, definitely here when it comes his nerves, figure out what's going on, where he needs to hit his spots. It just nothing too complicated. You don't want to try and overcomplicate it for your pitcher right now when you have the lead and you, were, you have two outs in the last inning. But definitely want to make sure he's seeing things just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. So now, do you think it was the right decision to take Seaver off of the mound? 
I mean, Seaver, I'm not sure what his exact pitch count was, but I'm sure he was getting up there and we'd seen him slowly start to struggle throughout. And it would have been a cool experience to see him watch and get that complete game potentially. But Lucero here is a solid closer and can come out and do it for his guys. And by the way, they did keep Seaver in the game. He has been, he's playing center field currently for the Panthers. Seaver deep back near the wall, near the warning track. Now coming, oh, oh count up to bat. This will be Trayson Peters, the third baseman. This pitch just inside, but it stays in the zone. Strike one. Catches that inside corner exactly where he wants to be. Don't want to send something down the middle with two guys on base ready to score. Definitely trying to stay away from the zone here as the second one is lined down deep. Base hit, looking to get an extra base hit as one runner will score. Two runners will come in. And holding up at second is Peters. This game just got a little more interesting. Five to three is the score now as the Panthers still have the lead with two outs. But there's a runner on second, only down by two with the, with the um, tying run on at the plate. Huge moment here. And... This game just got flipped on its head 180 with two outs and the third one not virtually in sight for Coconino right now. They're definitely going to be looking to, um, I don't know if they go with the change right now, but there's definitely some questions that need to be answered on the mound. Definitely is, and it looks like there will be a change on the mound. Coming on to pitch is going to be Zeke Anaya. Zeke. The senior. Zeke Anaya so far this season has seven innings pitched and seven strikeouts, has a 1.0 walk and hits per inning pitch and a 1.0 ERA. He's the guy that's going to come in and get it done right now for Coconino. He is definitely someone they want on the mound in this situation. And it looks like he could get the save opportunity in just one out. That's all he needs is one out and end this game. And the Panthers head home happy. All they need is one. All they need is one. At the biggest story in sports is always wanting to get one more. As it looks like there will be a pinch runner here for the Mingus Marauders. Coming out to be the pinch runner is Isaiah Godina. He is a freshman. Another one of these young players looking to add some speed out there on the, on the bases and Bring this, lead, bring this lead down and possibly tie the game here. Isaiah Godino, just a little guy out there on second base, but definitely offers more speed than um, the guy that they had on before. And let's see if he, if uh, coming up to the plate right now, they can bring him around for another score and bring this game within one. That's definitely what they want to do. They want to bring it in with it within one. If they can do that, then who knows what will happen. If we're, it's an exciting game. I can't wait. Coming up to bat for the Marauders is going to be the catcher batting in the five hole, Zach Harrison. He has been playing very well behind the plate today defensively and looking to see if he can get something going offensively. Yeah, Harrison came into this game batting 250 with six hits. Definitely a guy that can go perform. Looking to see if he could drive in a run here with a knock into the outfield. Now, very important at-bat here for the Marauders and very important pitching at-bat here 
for Zeke, Anaya, and the Coconino Panthers. Anaya's first pitch is popped up and looks like this game is going to be over as they make the play over at third is Adrian Marquez. This game is all over, folks. Five to three is our final score. Coconino Panthers win, improve their record to four and four overall, two and three in region play, while the Mingus Marauders will drop to three and seven and two and five in region play. Evan, what did the Panthers do so well to win this game? The Panthers had their offensive explosion a couple innings ago, and it really, or in the sixth inning, and it set them up to come out in the seventh and just pitch. We saw them give up a couple runs there that would have been the lead had they not had that huge offensive inning the inning prior. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Arthur Myers, joined by Evan McNeilia, as well as Cade Reed and David Church on the call today. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.